Howdy, everyone. You are not going to believe my life. I'm so excited to talk about it. But first, welcome to Exposure Therapy. My name is Sarah Minkler, and this is a show where I do things every week that scare me and report back as honestly as possible. Okay, back to my insane week. So this weekend, my exposure therapy plan was to try to figure out like skincare and like self-care stuff, which is always something that I put off and I sometimes don't feel like I deserve. And so I was going to try to tackle those problems this weekend. But a couple of friends and Caitlin had a different plan for me. (laughs) So we'll start with Thursday at work. I was working from my parents' house and a mentor of mine recommended Red Bear, my company, to take over like a project manager job. And it has no technical aspects. It would just be managing these huge initiatives that this company is doing to kind of overhaul their admin processes and things. And I was so honored that he'd think of me. But after meeting with the company and kind of hearing what they imagined, I felt a little uh, in over my head and kind of panicked that maybe I wasn't the right person for this job and I shouldn't, you know, submit a proposal. Just a little too out of my comfort zone. But I didn't want to disappoint this mentor who like, you know, kind of stuck his head out and, and recommended me. And so I was just feeling frazzled and confused and stressed. But I had a dinner on Thursday night with Caitlin and an old friend of mine, we'll call him Bob, and his new girlfriend. And so we are on the way to this dinner and I'm feeling frazzled, but because my parents live so far away from everything, you know, it takes us 45 minutes to get there. And, you know, I start to relax by the time we get to dinner. And dinner starts off nicely. It's us and Bob and his new girlfriend, we'll call her Sally, as well as a couple of other friends. And then all of a sudden, Bob is like, how would you feel if, and he pauses. And I look at Caitlin, like in anticipation, like, oh my gosh, what do you think he's going to say? And she's getting her phone out to record. So I'm like, what, Caitlin, what's about to happen, Caitlin? <laughs> and then he, he hits me with, what if, we all went to see Taylor Swift tomorrow night at her first show of her era's tour. And my jaw hit the ground, okay? Tears started flowing immediately. Her tour starts in Arizona. We were in St. Louis. It's a Thursday. Her show starts on Friday. My mind is racing. <laughs> I mean, it was hard enough to get tickets for Kansas City. I thought... I was willing to like give an arm and a leg. I spent like eight hours on the computer anxiously pressing the ticket master queue over and over again. So the fact that he's saying that he has tickets to her first ever show of the Eras tour, I just can't even, I can't even imagine. And he's like going on and on about how he has flights, he has an Airbnb, we leave in like three hours, we have to go home and pack really quick. And at this point, the table descends into chaos. Like everyone's like, are you serious? What's happening? I'm literally just bawling my eyes out. And we didn't actually have enough time for dinner because we had to go pack and leave for Phoenix. (laughs) And so we, we got our like steaks and carrot cake to go. And Caitlin and I are rushing back to my parents' house. And that's when I find out that my sister is actually coming on the trip too. Apparently, 
Bob and had been coordinating with Caitlin. And Caitlin knew that my sister's been having a, a pretty hard year and that the bir- her birthday fell on the same day as the concert. And so she was like, can I give up my spot for Danielle? And which is just like, can we just take a second? I mean, Caitlin is literally angel on earth. Like she is just the best. And I'm so happy to have her in my life. I can't even, I'm just getting emotional just thinking about it. Um, God and Bob too. I mean, I just, oh. okay. So she like gives up her seat for my sister. But then when she tells Bob, he is like, oh no, no, you're just both going to come. <laughs> and so like just my two favorite people in the whole universe get to go. And my family apparently knew about the surprise and kept it a secret. And so I get home and I'm just like, just so overwhelmed, but everything's already packed. And my mom is like cutting up my steak so I can eat it in the car on the way home while I finish packing up my computers. And it's just chaos, but I just, I don't know if I've ever felt more loved. And I really don't know what I did to deserve this. I love Bob dearly. And I'm so grateful for him and for even like considering me to surprise me like this. It's just so insanely generous. And, you know, in true Minkler fashion, because everyone knew about the surprise, like we're all just crying (laughs) and like we're all crying and we're all crying because Caitlin's like the sweetest and we're just crying because like my family is one of those families that if you like get into something like a hobby or you know, your job or whatever, like they also learn about it. And so ever since I've been listening to Taylor Swift, like my family's kind of become a a Taylor Swift family. So, I mean, my dad probably knows more words to Taylor Swift songs than like 99% of men out there. (laughs) And, and so it's just an emotional like mess. And we ended up making it to Phoenix. We get to the Airbnb and it's bomb. Okay. Bob failed to mention that the Airbnb was within walking distance of the stadium. (laughs) It has a pool and it has this ridiculous massage chair, which I ended up using like a hundred different times. And so the next day is concert day. We sleep in because our flight got in so late and like it was just chaos. And we get to the concert pretty early and Bob is like, I didn't promise good seats. I got us seats to the first show. I hope that's good enough. And I'm like, dude, please stop apologizing. Like we are in Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift is in the same city as I am right now. Like I'm happy. And so we're sitting in the 400s and the first opener, Gail sings. And then after he's like, oh, I'm sorry. We're in the wrong section. We, we need to move over one. And we start falling behind him. And then he just goes down like the escalator and all of a sudden we're on the floor and he's (laughs) like, surprise, you have row four tickets on the floor. And I guess Caitlin knew about this surprise as well. So me and my sister are just like bawling and it's like, there's no time. All of a sudden Paramore is on the stage, which I love Paramore. And they sing my favorite song, Misery Business, and The Only Exception, and Still Into You. And like, I'm getting emotional just watching Paramore, and that's not even the main people we're seeing tonight. And Haley Williams was just incredible. And 
I mean, by this point, we've been there for hours. My feet are already starting to hurt, but I'm just like on such a high. I feel like I've cried my eyes out already. I just like my head is racing. And then it's time for the queen herself. And she did not disappoint. Okay. I could talk about this show for hours and hours. So I'm going to spare you. Okay. I will spare. But here's a very quick summary. Okay. She covered all 10 of her albums in three hours and 15 minutes. She sang over or not over. She sang 44 songs, which is more than double the amount of songs she sang at her last concert. I just lost it multiple times. I think I cried three times throughout the show. Lover, which is one of my favorite love songs. She sang Marjorie, which is one of those songs that's like about her grandma dying that I just thought would never be sung live because why would you do that to people emotionally? But I guess she was, you know, just trying to hurt us. (laughs) I don't know. So I cried during that and then I cried during Karma. And Karma was the final song of the night and in Karma is one of my favorite of her new songs because there's a line in it that says, tell me why so many fade, but I'm still here. And that just gets me because I know that I mention her a lot, okay? But I just want you to try to understand how important her and her music are to me and to a lot of girls around my age because, I mean, we've been growing up with her through our whole life. She isn't a pop star that had like one or two albums and then you don't hear from them again. I have been listening to her music since seventh grade. I have not that many friends that I've known for longer than that. Like she is one of my oldest friends. She has happy, sad, angry, thoughtful, like no matter what emotion you're feeling, there's a Taylor Swift song for that. And I know that a lot of people mostly just hear like her few singles. (sighs) Which makes me so sad because like her best music, my favorite are like the slow ones that just make you cry, which are never going to make it on the radio. But oh my gosh, it's just so good. And I've never even experienced relationship heartbreak before because Caitlin's been my only relationship, uh, which I'm very lucky for. But she makes me feel like I've been broken up by like 20 different people because (laughs) I just like feel all of her emotions. And somehow she has remained herself while making new and creative music every album and like changing her sound. And I I know that I sometimes get ridiculously emotional about it. Sue me. Okay, I don't care. She has, she's been a friend for a long time and a friend that I never really get to see in person. So this is a really big deal. (laughs) And we loved the concert so much that we went twice. (laughs) The next day was amazing too. We weren't on the floor again because that would be overkill, but it was so great to see it from a different angle and to just, I don't know, just be in her presence again. It was amazing. And if you think about everything that she's done the last 17 years, there is something so empowering. I mean, we've all heard the ups and downs. There was like a three-year period where Taylor Swift was basically the devil and I had to hide my fangirling in shame. Like I was afraid to tell anyone that I was a Taylor Swift fan. She got in like a fight with the biggest like fake celebrity Kim Kardashian ever. And she was like humiliated on stage by Kanye West. Like all these, like these ridiculous things have happened over the last 15 years. And she's still here. She still has the biggest fan base ever. 
And she's made mistakes, but she always keeps trying. And I'm sure she's scared to do a lot of this stuff. I'm sure it's scary to just completely change your sound like eight different times and to start recording your own music videos and I mean, do all these things. I It has to be terrifying, but she always does it anyway. And she has support. She has parents that have believed in her since she was a kid and friends that will, she can count on and fans that will show up no matter what. And getting home after this amazing weekend, well, I guess mostly in the plane when I was like half asleep, I was just reflecting on what an incredible experience this whole thing was. And I started also getting back to the real world and thinking about that work decision I had to make by the next morning. But I think I, while I'm not some, you know, super famous pop star, I have a lot of similarities to Taylor, okay? I have an incredibly amazing family and group of friends that care and support about me. I have a mentor who set me up for this opportunity and called me to let me know that I'm the perfect person for the job. I have people that believe in me even when I don't believe in myself. I have a friend who would surprise me with the greatest surprise I could ever imagine in the entire universe. (laughs) Like I'm so lucky and I have that support system that I need to start taking maybe some more risks and I need to really keep putting myself out there because even if I mess up, everything's going to be okay. So I decided to go for it. I sent in my proposal. I hope I get it. I am feeling good about it. Um, but I just have to trust myself just like Taylor Swift trusts herself. Um, yeah, I just have to get the Taylor Swift energy within me. I I have to just be as strong and powerful and maybe like do those like strength poses and, you know, put my hands on my waist and just like puff out my chest because I can do it. I've done this before, maybe in a different context. And maybe I've told like friends what to do before and not strangers, but who's to say I can't do it? Who's to say I can't take on this opportunity? I have a lot of great friends and family to back me up. And I have a lot of luck, obviously, with this incredible opportunity I was given this weekend. So I hope that you're not disappointed that I didn't have like a true exposure therapy moment. Obviously, things went a little differently than I expected. But I'm just just still just gleaming with joy after the weekend. And another thing I was reminded of is that surprises are like the only magic we have left in this world. Like they make you feel like a kid. You can shake with joy. You can feel giddy. And surprises don't have to be as grand as the one I received this weekend. Like they can just be a small gift. They can be a surprise coffee or a little planned picnic at a park. I mean, it doesn't have to be this crazy, but they just remind us that people care and that your friends believe in you, and that life can be exciting. It doesn't have to be the same, you know, boring thing every day. So thank you, Bob, for the surprise. I will literally never be able to repay you. And I'm just so appreciative of everything you've done for me and my family. And thank you, Caitlin, for being the surprise coordinator. And thank you all for listening to Exposure Therapy. 
Even if you don't have time to go out there and get exposed this week, maybe try to surprise a friend. It might make their day.